Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Well, hello there. Brandy the Boss Lady here. Now I'm going to jump into this really quick and just say, hey, this opening statement might might be um, a little controversial. (laughs) Um, But I feel like we're a society that has changed a bit over time to be on the entitled side. We want to spend the least amount of money possible on any given thing. And we also want to be paid top dollar for our our own contributions um, at work and at large. Uh, And of course, now we can order almost anything and have it delivered in record time. Now, renovations cannot be completed via click and ship, nor can Alexa or whatever other smart device you choose to play your latest playlist on or ask the weather from uh, can physically do the work needed to be performed no matter how nicely you ask. Uh, Plumber still needs to come to deal with some uh, toilet backup or a flood. An electrician still needs to come to upgrade the amount of power you have to your house if you're going to be putting in uh, a new car charger, for instance. Um, And the good, fast, cheap Venn diagram can be applied to many sectors. And of course, renovation is definitely one of those um, that it could be applied to. So understanding that cost and quality versus time for a project is pretty important important um, in the construction field and and of course you can only really choose two of the three sides of that particular triangle and you know the first one is good and fast which basically equals expensive just read dollar signs there in order to accomplish a project at a high level and really quickly your contractor would need to have all of their attention focused on that project your project They'll have to throw extra manpowers, maybe overtime and hours into it, um, as well as maybe more expensive materials or pay for additional shipping costs to get what's needed a little bit faster for your project. And ultimately, all of this will add up fast and the bottom line number will increase seemingly exponentially. Uh, The next option would be good and cheap, which equals really, really slow. And in this scenario, you'd be looking at a piecemeal type situation where if and when there's a pause in the action on a different job site, maybe due to weather or delay of some kind, be it material or whatever else, maybe a part of the job is just taking longer because there was something found that needed to be repaired before the next phase can start. And um, maybe the contractor has a couple of extra people that he needs to or she needs to um, you know, place somewhere so they can get their hours for the week. And, you know, he can, they can divert some time and, and energy over to a different project. And that will be maybe even a few hours on any given day, or maybe it would be only a day here or there, and basically just to infill some time. So obviously this means that your project would take a very long time to complete, but, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to rush everything through and maybe pay top dollar and extra hours and overtime and so on and so forth on um, to get it complete. It just means that you have to live with the disruption for quite a bit longer than maybe would be the ideal. 
And of course, the last one then would be fast and cheap. And that basically equals really poor quality. We see this with super low bidders who go to just bid really cheap and then they go and they just bang out the jobs. Um, they are definitely the unintentional stars of all those renovation horror story type shows on TV. Uh, the work is generally really rushed. Uh, corners are cut and while the initial result may be kind of passable, uh, overall it's not done with integrity and it will usually fail within short order. You kind of have to apply the adage of you get what you pay for with this option and um, I don't know it, it's like having to buy a, a shirt or a pair of pants like three times because they fall apart after you put them in the wash kind of idea right you just you don't want to have to be paying and dealing with disruption over and over again because you went with a, a too cheap of an option um, and I kind of believe that uh, you know it following Henry Ford's motto is is kind of for, for our projects anyway, is that quality means doing it right when nobody's looking. And I, I feel like, you know, the level of integrity that someone brings to their life and their job, it means something. So, you know, we always, typically the, the people that I know in the industry, they all want to do really good work. And I also believe that you're really only as good as your last job. So if you do a really poor job, uh, the quality of the work or the communication is really poor, you know, that person is not going to refer you on to somebody else. And if anything, they're going to word to mouth you in a bad way. You know, who, who goes to a restaurant and, you know, tells all their friends about it if, you know, it was passable and, you know, you got your meal, it was hot, the, the server was okay, they weren't overly friendly, they didn't do, go to the, you know, over, above and beyond. If it was like, say, a birthday dinner or whatever, they didn't bring you that free piece of cake or whatever it was, you're not going to go home and tell everybody about it. But you're definitely going to go home and tell people that, Maybe that the meal was cold, they didn't cook it properly, and you know they spilt drinks all over you or whatever it was. Like you're you're gonna share that story because it was notable. Uh, people tend to put a a little bit less highlight on like maybe how great the service was or how good that meal was, but they're always gonna tell you if they had a bad experience somewhere. So uh, construction, it's the same thing. If you do a poor job, they're going to tell somebody that, oh, my contractor, they took too long, they charged too much, they did a poor job, they left a mess. Like they're going to go on and on about it. So you're not going to get a, obviously a referral from whoever they're telling. Um, so, you know, you're only good as your last, last job and really your integrity means a lot. And, you know, let's do a good quality work. So what should you do if after getting really clear on your scope and obtaining the quotes that you know, you need to maybe compare uh, so you know if you're going to get the right person for you and you have those interviews. And I would encourage you to go back to maybe some of our foundational uh, series or some of our past episodes where we talk about how to get clear on your scope and how to define what your vision is and interview contractors and all that kind of stuff to maybe get clear on that if you haven't done so already. Um, but say you, you do all of that and, and now you've got all these quotes back and it's just really exceeded what you're you thought your budget was going to be um, or what you were able to to work with. So, you know, it, it happens. Uh, we've had clients that have come to us and they, you know, have a really clear vision and all that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, they just, at the moment, really don't have the budget for what they want. So my top three suggestions on what to do if this happens for you. Um, 
is that you need to make some concessions of some kind or uh, another. Um, one of the options may be uh, if it's a really large project, maybe it's a whole house, maybe you want to phase some of the projects. Maybe you have a kitchen and multiple bathrooms and flooring throughout and you know you want to change all the windows and you know all kinds of stuff. So maybe we start looking at okay well what are the really important things here? How can we phase it and get you going, get you more comfortable and then plan for you know a year or two down the road to take on the next part and then another year or two down the road take the next part. So you have a an opportunity to you know, do some savings, maybe work a little bit extra, invest a little bit differently, however, you know, you're going to work your money, give it time. So you, you can still do something. It doesn't mean that you can't do anything, but you can definitely look at maybe trying to phase the work. Um, maybe you're not doing a big project and you are only doing a smaller area, say like a kitchen, and maybe you wanted to do a little bit of a bump out and take down some walls and fancy new cabinetry and all flooring and all kinds of things um, and maybe at that point it's like okay well let's reevaluate what the scope is um, really get into what your wish list is what your what your absolute needs are um, and see what you might be able to let go of if it really is important to do this project now um, we did have a client that was looking to do a, a bump out recently and due to uh, budget concerns we pulled it back to keep it within the existing envelope and we did remove a wall and we did a bunch of other things in there and the space really turned out amazing. They were happy with that concession. It felt uh, like they still got the end product that they were hoping for. Um, it wasn't quite as wide of a, a space as maybe they had initially thought and maybe they had to lose that island. But overall, we ended up with a peninsula. We had new flooring. Like We had so many of the, the items on their checklist that they were actually quite happy in the end to have been able to make that concession and make it work with what their budget was. So maybe it is something around that, like maybe we just have to reduce the scope a little bit, or maybe we have to choose different appliances. Maybe you had super fancy appliances, be they uh, Wolf or Mila or um, something along that line. Maybe you have to choose something that's a little bit more budget friendly for your appliances. And you can still get all the rest of the stuff and the beauty with appliances as long as we kind of have an idea of maybe what you would want to replace them with in the future um, we can accommodate that with the cabinetry now and then later on if we know you're going to go to a sub-zero for instance they come in standard sizes we can accommodate that by putting in different bits of filler panel here or there around a conventional uh, fridge for instance and and then later on when maybe this particular uh, fridge that you already had that you bought two years ago, maybe when it bites the dust, then at that point you can go off and you can look at buying that fancy fridge from, like I say, a Sub-Zero or a Mila or what have you. So um, there are ways to maybe get around some things like that. Um, and then if it just really is something where, you know what, we just really do want everything that's on our wish list, everything that's part of our scope. Um, we really, really require like this, say like this bump out or, you know, what have you. Um, you know, maybe it's just a case of, hey, let's just wait and we'll save a little more. Um, we've had clients like that as well that were just like, you know, know what? We, we really want high-end cabinetry. We really want these types of appliances. And, um, you know, we're willing to wait another year. We're going to save for another year and then we'll, you know, proceed at that point. So those are my sort of my top three suggestions. Basically, you phase, you can reevaluate and compromise, um, or you can wait. No one ever died from waiting. So 
you know, as much as we want everything done yesterday and now, and you know, we've made this decision and it's really important, you know, waiting is not always a bad thing. And um, sometimes with the wait, I know this has happened for 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 Paul and I at our place that, um, you know, maybe there's a different uh, vision when we do come to do whatever that project was. I, I know for us, we waited I don't know, at least a decade to do our upstairs bathroom. And had we done it 10 years ago, um, it would be a very different space than it is now. And I have to say that I'm, in the end, I'm kind of glad we waited. And I'm really, really thrilled with the result that we have um, now that we've done it at this point in time, or just recently, we did it a couple of years ago now. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we waited because we ended up with a much better result than had we done it back 10, 12 years ago when we were initially thinking we might want to take that project on. So um, thanks for joining me on today's quick and dirty little episode about good, fast and cheap. Uh, Like I mentioned, feel free to head back to some of those previous episodes in the different series and stuff that we've recorded over time here. Or feel free to head over to the woodbeart.com website for some more planning tools, as well as ways to connect and um, some links to our inspiration photos on Pinterest, as well as on house. So that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.